Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Peter Solway, owner of Founder Sales Solution, who sells B2B. And they support founders go from being relied on for all of their sales to actually hiring the first salesperson and eventually building a sales team. Hey, Peter, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Awesome. Can you expand a bit more on that to let everyone know, you know, where are you with your business today and who do you love to work with? Yeah, it's a it's a great question, Mark. It's I work in a really particular niche, right? Um, and I look at that niche as the the stage of the business um, that a business owner is going through. It's that stage when um, you've got a business. Um, sales is what, you know, is driving it. You're selling business to business, right? I certainly, you know, can work with uh, people selling to consumers, but that business to business sales psychology is, is one of its own, right? And, and, and once you understand it, you can really unlock revenue you never could have before, but it's that phase where the founder's like, okay, I've kind of figured out that I've got something. I can sell it to some people. You know, maybe I'm doing half a million or so in revenue. Um, but I want to go beyond myself as being relied on for all the sales, right? Whether that looks like you don't want to do sales anymore, you want to turn into a sales manager and build a sales function. It's like, I'm doing the sales and I want to get to that next phase where it's not all me. Maybe you're still involved in part of the sales process or whatever, but you're like, I'd love to hire a salesperson. Um, And I specifically use a framework called sales hire readiness um, to take uh, you know, a founder, a business through a process of really building a robust sales ecosystem in the business um, so that when they do hire a salesperson, they can give them the best support to succeed. Um, and, you know, through the process, because you're working on a sales sort of function, you're actually directly uh, improving the revenue of the business as you sort of go through. So it's really, you know, going through that journey and going beyond the founder, or maybe you've got one or two salespeople and it's not quite landing, right? So often, you know, I spoke to... Um, uh, someone about, about a year or so ago, he told me he'd hired 20 salespeople and he's kept one. It's like, do you know how much money that's cost that poor bloke? Like, like that's like that's probably a house, you know, <laughs> in the amount of money and there's spent. One unique factor in all of those. Yeah. The business. Yeah. Okay. Right. Let's work on that. So hey, when when your clients come to you, where? What do you have to help them to sort of work through traditionally? What's the one thing that's like, I've got to help you overcome this? Most people I do so that you can actually you know, get the gifts and knowledge that you, you'll allow them to, to receive. Yeah, it's that hiring a salesperson won't like 99% of the time solve all your problems. 
<laughs> like so many founders are just like, oh, you know, I don't like sales or I don't have time for sales. Like if I just hire a salesperson, everything will be okay. Mm. It's like that there's stats out there that 48% of first sales hires in a business in a small business fail, right? Like that's astronomical. Like toss a coin whether this person that you might spend 30, 40 grand on for the first few months to figure out if they're even a fit for your business is going to work out or not, right? Mm. It's like that's really scary. Like that's a, that's a big commitment so what's, for a small business owner. What's not in place? What's what's going on? Because surely, as you know, the solopreneur, the entrepreneur, when we get into business, and we have to wear every single goddamn hat. Going sales is one of them. Some people hate it. Some people love it. Some it comes tarnished with a salesman brush. And it's like I don't want I don't want to be salesy. Well, you're actually repelling stuff. You need to embrace sales. Is good. Sales is amazing. It's a mindset shift, but. What is it that's not set up properly for the handover, someone else to come in and pick up where the, the business owner left off? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, there's, a, there's a sales hire readiness scorecard that I encourage people to do. It's on the Justified Talent website. If anybody's looking for it, you can Google Justified Talent Sales Hire Readiness Scorecard. It gives you a score out of 100, right? And it breaks it down into four areas. Um, so you've got affordability. So, you know, don't expect the salesperson to walk in and start bringing revenue from day one, right? Particularly if you're in business to business sales, right? It takes a little bit of time to find their feet, right? And yeah. really get the customer empathy they need and, you know, understand all the nuances of, of your business, right? Three months, you, you, you want to kind of have three months cash um, yeah. as a high level, right? Then there's systems, right? Are you expecting this person to just walk in and start picking up the phone and just like calling people, you know, like, and they find all their leads and they navigate all the deals and they go and close them all. It's like, you want to have at least figured out some baseline kind of um, lead generation process, right? Something that gives them a bit of momentum to find their feet, right? That might be five leads a month. That might be, you know, diff looks different for every business, but you want to have some kind of lead, gener lead generation process figured out so you can hand it to them and go, we know this at least kind of works, right? Um, you want to have a sales methodology in place. Um, as well. What I mean by a sales methodology, by the way, is not the stages in a sales process where it's like, oh, we had our first conversation, you know, we sent a proposal. Now we're, you know, hoping to negotiate the deal, right? That's sales process. Sales methodology is like how you actually look at a deal as to how it's progressing and what key elements you need to know as to whether it's actually going to turn into a sale or not. Some key methodologies, the most basic form is called BANT. If anyone wants to look that up, it's real simple. If you don't have anything, go and find that. Um, I, I often train something called TAS, target account selling. Um, that's much more in depth, um, you know, can, can be trained and there's a whole framework around that and that type of thing. Uh, the third element is marketability. That's really how well do you understand your customer and the competitive landscape and like the ideal profile, like that target market. This actually fits a little bit more into what people would look at as marketing, but I really look at sales and marketing as kind of like the yin and yang of each other, Right. Um, I talk about something called the sales and marketing feedback loop, which is when I run sales meetings on a weekly basis, I really like to talk about when a deal closes, why did it close? What were the factors that led to it closing? How long did it close? What was the, the core value? What were the thing that they were actually trying to achieve? Because they weren't trying to buy a product. They were trying to solve a problem. When you understand that, that can filter back into your marketing process and allow it to be much more targeted um, and not just marketing, but your outbound sales process. Um, and then the fourth um, fourth element is enabling. That's um, how willing are you to be a sales manager, right? If you're hiring a salesperson, you know, for 100 grand a year salary, right? Like 
they're not at an experience level where they can go without having any kind of management and direction, right? Um, they need, they need um, you know, a little bit of structure and process. So whether that's weekly sales meetings, often I like to say, like, work out what their target is for the year, right? So often people hire salespeople and they're like, just go and sell as much as you can, right? It's like, well, do I spend my time on a lead that might make me 500 bucks or, you know, $5,000 or $500,000? It's like, like contextually, do I, am I just taking Yeah, and I, I guess they get? don't have the business sense or the, the, the love and understanding that obviously the business owner has on what's the big picture, what is happening. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So you need that big picture, then turn that into numbers tangibly for the year, the quarter, the month, mm. and then manage that on a weekly basis through weekly sales meetings and a quarterly plan, right? Um, so that's the structure of enabling as a sales manager. The other piece is like actually being a general, like a manager, right? Mm. Think about what salespeople do. Their whole job is to grow a business, right? To grow, right? They've put themselves in an uncomfortable industry role because they like to grow. They don't just want to grow your business. They want to grow themselves. They want to grow them, their career, right? So you want to understand their core motivations. Like why are they coming and working with you? Why would they go and work with you as a small business that's way more risky, way less systems, way less proven ability to just get massive commission checks like you can get in, you know, the big guys of town, you know, the Oracles and Salesforce mm-hmm. and all of those sort of guys, right? Like why wouldn't they just go there? What's your, what's, how are you connecting with them and helping them on their own personal journey of, of growth and development and things they find interesting? So when you get that structural management piece along with, you know, connecting to the individual, who they are, what they want, where they're going, that's when you're setting them up for success, right? So that's mm-hmm. a really quick high level of the four areas that I look at, and you know, for sales higher readiness and how you, you know, actually give them the best chance of succeeding, um, you know, when you do bring a salesperson on. And the beauty of it all is, is when you're working on all of those elements, it's not just, you know, helping you become sales higher ready. Actually, one of my first clients, we tripled his revenues in six months just by working on those elements. We didn't even hire him a salesperson. In the process of getting him sales higher ready, we tripled the business's revenues. Well, actually, a little bit more than that. He was doing around 300 a year and he cracked a million, um, you know, in in uh, revenue. Uh, yeah, I mean, from, plan, from putting those systems, processes, processes all these things really help. So... Yeah, I mean, everything you listed there, um, there must be some people listening thinking, oh, shit. I, I thought it was just, I've got to this point. I've, oh my gosh, I've almost killed myself getting my business to this point and being the salesperson, being everything. I've just got this skill honed. Can I just give it off? And then it's all plain sailing. No, you now have to, and here is the roller coaster world of the entrepreneur. I've now got to hit level two. I've got a whole suite of new skills to learn. Oh my gosh, it's tough. So what you just said there is amazing. You've you've broken it down. It's also overwhelming as fuck. So it's how we manage ourselves through that. So just stepping back one step, if someone's not quite at that point of, yeah, they haven't got those targets, they're not quite ready. And I think money plays a huge part in this from, from a lot of people. What nuggets, advice can you maybe give to people who are still not quite seeing those sales results, the figures aren't where they should be. Maybe they're not professionally sales trained, but they're trying the hardest, bought a few courses, whatever it might be. What can help them to get to that level so they're almost ready to hand over, bring someone in? Yeah, the biggest thing I would say is that if you're selling business to business is get trained on some kind of sales methodology, right? 
Um, like I said, I've referenced Bant before, like at least use that. Like literally you can Google that, you'll train it to yourself in five minutes and just be really tough on yourself about making sure every call, you know, the four areas of Bant, right? Um, you know, do they have the budget? Do they have the authority? Do they have their need? And what is the timing of when they're going to close the deal, right? Mm -hmm. At least if you know that, you've got the fundamentals about whether an opportunity can go somewhere. From there, it's kind of like a little bit using your own founder intuition to figure out like this, like, I've got this thing and I can solve this problem and these people have this problem and I need to find a price point where that kind of works. And then you need to like go through that iteration process and just get better and better and better and better at that until such point as you have enough revenue to kind of start looking at sales coaches, someone like myself, the potential of hiring a salesperson, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, I've spoken to some business owners that have been stuck at the same revenue point for five or six years. Right. And it's like, the thing that the thing that gets them out of that is doing the thing that they're they're avoiding, right? So if you're avoiding going deep into the sales, if you're avoiding going deep into, you know, if you if you get the shits when someone doesn't buy what you've you know you're offering, get curious instead, right? Like like get curious why what's not fitting here, right? Like because you need to figure out those foundational puzzle pieces, um, and you can't expect a salesperson to come in and figure that out because there's a reason they're a salesperson, not an entrepreneur. Yeah, man. Right? Now like we're back to reframing. Now we're back to the entrepreneur and the mindset to it. Dude, what you just said there, now let's underline that. Let's put it in capital letters. Curiosity, not anger. It's yeah. so easy to be like, I didn't get this. Whether it's B2B, B2C, it's all person to person in sales. Yeah. You know what? It's tough. It can feel like a rejection. You can feel like you've failed. I know. Mm. I've been there. It was tough mm. when we first started because we didn't quite find our flow. I didn't quite find my way of doing things, our way of doing things authentically. So mm. to bring that back down to <laughs> curiosity, not anger. Yeah. Do what you're avoiding. That's another good thing. So, hey, dude, let's flip this around because there's so much good advice there. Let's talk about the business owner behind it. So you said that. What, what do you find that you're avoiding with your business right now, whether it's sales related or just business in general? What is it? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a good question, um, and you don't always come on to uh, podcasts or speaking opportunities getting asked the tough questions, but you've gone there, so I like that. Um, for me, for me, it's figuring out what what scaling means for me, yeah. right? What my correct path of scaling is. You see, in the past, I was really driven um, as a business owner, as we often all are, which is like make as much money as possible, get as big as possible, because like that's what you do, right? And it's like. After going through two burnouts, I have consciously built this business a little bit slower um, than I've yeah. built previous businesses because I'm like, I actually really want to love what I'm doing, um, you know, make good money in the process. And now I'm at this point of going like, do I scale? How do I scale? What does that look like? Do I want to scale? Um, you know, and I guess I've been sort of kicking that down the road a little bit because things are going really well and I'm really making a difference to people and I'm making good revenues and and things are looking really good at the moment, you know, at this yeah. point. It, what you just said there is, I think you're at a, a beautiful, dangerous, but fun <laughs> stage, which is things are going well. You're saying, you know, there's your, your client roster is like, I'm pretty full. Things are going well, which is a great place to be. It's a comfortable position as well which is like oh so that that comfort that and that also let's call it what it is that fear because you just dropped in that you know, you've hit burnout twice that's a tough place to be mm. to have that memory that that fear that i don't want that again 
So we can, we overcompensate all over the place. Business, relationships, health, whatever it might be, we swing to the far end. So with this, are you keeping yourself safe through maybe a touch of fear, maybe a touch of worry? Glossed over with justification of here's the reason why. Um, Or is it, I really want to find the right way for me. And you haven't quite found that way yet. I think there's a little bit of A and B, if I'm honest. I think there's both, right? I think it's, um, yeah, like I I haven't haven't figured it out. Like I haven't figured out the model that works for me. Mm. I also haven't spent the time looking for the model that works for me. Yeah. you know, that would be appropriate to move through that. Um, and I can kind of like, I can sense that that's kind of the next thing, right? Like I don't tend to shy away from things for too long. Um, that's how I roll, but uh, yeah, it's coming to the surface. So see, see that right there, the the authenticity, the the vulnerability to share that, that yeah, I, I don't know the right thing to do. And lovingly, I haven't looked that hard, to be honest. So we can, we can lie to ourselves, we can justify, and we can also, we, we know what's going on. We're pretty good at knowing what it actually is. So let's play with it. Dude, hmm. what, what do you want? What do you want? I really want to like build businesses. Like I love, I really love what I'm doing. Um, which does bring the question of like, do do I do I need to scale in any kind of conventional way, or do I just keep doubling down on the value I provide for my clients and help them grow faster and get better results and kind of scale my revenue that way, if you will, rather than scaling it with trying to hire people or train people in in the approach that I have, or you know some mm. of those more conventional ways, or you know there's also the route of like group coaching and things like that, taking on you know multiple clients at the same time, you know with with the same time rather than going really deep in specific businesses. Um, and so far that hasn't been of interest to me, um, because I don't think the thing that I've noticed about those types of programs is you need to be in exactly the right spot to leverage the information you get from those group sort of setups. Whereas if you have someone who goes in and really looks at the nuances of your business and goes, okay, let's tap on this, then let's tap on that, then let's tap on that. There's just such a driving force that can come through and a result kind of a much uh, higher likelihood of results. Um, I think that, that that come through and that really resonates with me at the moment, right? Maybe there's a level of depth and learning I get through going on this journey that allows me to scale up in a different way. And maybe that's down the track. Um, mm. So and again, yeah, maybe, it's sort of, maybe it's avoiding, maybe it's maybe. doing the right thing. It's finding that it's that sweet spot. I, I ask a lot of people, what's the difference between feeling uncomfortable and it being, Oh, I just, it's just anxiety and I can't quite do it versus this is fundamentally the wrong fucking thing for me. That feeling can be the same. Mm. It's tough to, to follow the intuition. Um, mm. I guess I want to sort of mirror that with uh, what you said earlier. Um, <laughs> offline before we jumped on with one of the burnouts that you had, it was, why do I fucking hate my life when I'm actually building and doing the thing that I, I love? There was a bit of confusion in there. Mm. And to bring a bit of that, not from the trauma part of point of view, but bringing that in with that lesson that you've learned right mm. now, 
I can't go on fucking Facebook or anywhere right now that are saying, grow your business, 10x, 20x, 100x. Oh my gosh. I think you're right in saying, who, who fucking said I want to? Hold on. What do, what do I want? Every mentor mm. says, here's what you should do. You mm. need to do this. Mm. Okay? Unless you specifically ask for it, the question should be, what do you fucking want? What do mm. you want? How do we mm. guide you towards that? Then here's what you do. Mm. So if you're in a place where you don't want to grow, I'm talking to you and everyone else out there who's like, yeah, I'm not sure if I do. I guess I think I find that the authenticity with what do you want? Are you mm. happy? If you want to grow for you, fuck yes. Let's find a way to make it work. Let's find out what's holding you back and we'll plow through that. Mm. But if it's no right now, I, I love this. And maybe you won't love it in two years, three years time. Mm. Your life will change. We all go through mm. phases. Mm. I think it's okay to be like, yeah, this is great. Or maybe, I know my journey was like, I need that foundational piece. Personally, I needed that little bit of safety and security. That Can we stop growing? Can we just pause for a minute, take a breath and be like, fuck, this is cool. Oh, okay, now what's next? You can't keep yeah. on doing lap after lap after that at the swimming pool. Mm. Um, yeah. What do you say to that? I'd say that makes a lot of sense. And that kind of a little bit feels like, like where I'm hovering around, right? Like I'm loving what I'm doing. I'm sort of popping my head up for air after recovering from burnout going, you know what? Like, this is really fun. Yeah. You know, and, and maybe it's a moment of that, right? So it's not, it's not a, you know, my old pattern was to just push for the next piece of growth, but it's like taking that pause and kind of sucking, sucking it in and, mm. um, you know, embracing that. And then allowing it to come through what makes sense as to what, what it is that I want next um, yeah. versus what I, what I should do next. Um, yeah. yeah. That's it. What I want versus what I should. Love that language. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. And sometimes it's hard to do that. And we have all these experiences and influences from all over the place, bombarding us all this stuff. So if there was one thing with your business, if there was one thing, it's like, yeah, it's pretty good right now. I think I'm okay. I think I love this. Because one thing you could change, what would it be? There was one thing I could change. Giving you the big questions today, aren't I? Oh my gosh. You came in to talk sales and I'm like, nah, we're going deep, man. <laughs> I get it. It's good. It's good. Honestly, like I'm really struggling. Like I've really specifically, like the whole way I've built this business. I used to build businesses being like, there's where I want to go. How do I get there? This mm -hmm. has been like, what do I want to do? Take that step. What do I want to do next? Take that step. Okay. This doesn't feel right. Change this. That doesn't feel right. Change that. And I've been very intentional every single step of the way. And, you know, my little growth brain's been like, wow, let's go faster. But I've loved, but this, I've loved this process. process. This has come from yeah. your experience of burnout. I said, once happened to you. Second time, it was like, I'm putting myself through this. Yeah, I'm going to plow. <laughs> it was a choice to burn out, to plow forward. So maybe yeah. those experiences, and maybe this is the value that we get to share together, which is like, yeah. Be an entrepreneur, it is fucking tough. Let's call a spade a spade. It is tough. It is hard. It is emotionally taxing, mentally draining. Mm. It's tough on everyone around us. 
the kids, the family, everyone. Mm. But the lessons that come from that, look at where you are right now. Struggling mm. to find out what you would change right now. <laughs> maybe you'll dig in later and be like, yeah, I'm absolutely fine. Maybe you'll dig in and be like, yeah, I think I am just scared of that experience. But how can I do that in a way that what do I want grow? Mm. But those experiences have, have maybe paved the way for you to do that. So mm. I'm not going to sugarcoat everything. Sometimes there's shit experiences. But other times <laughs> it's like, it sounds like to me, this is what's your journey has enabled you to do this. And I'm sure you bring this into your work, which is when people want to bring in the team, when you want to help them to grow in that way, it's doing it in a way that's ethical, that's right in alignment for them. Mm. Mm. The question I often ask like business owners when I start working with them, like, what do you want? Why do you want to grow? Like, where are you going with this thing? Yeah. Right? Like so often they're used to, you know, sales related people just being like, okay, let's get into building. And it's like, I want to check in first. Like, why do you want to grow? You know, and it was interesting. I did a review of all the clients I've worked with in the last couple of years and the two that have grown the fastest. I was like, I looked at their driver behind why they wanted to grow. Um, one of them was a personal, you know, financial situation. He really needed to grow. Like he was, you know, like things had kind of been tough. There was some stuff expensive coming up in his life that he needed to kind of handle. And so it was like, there was a connection to that, right? And there was a real driving force behind it. The other business, um, uh, there was a, a, gen, a general culture of growth. Like this was found at people, like there was a few co-founders who'd previously built business. So they got the business thing, right? Mm. Um, and that also raised a fair bit of money and had some really specific targets that it's like without hitting them, <laughs> things things would have been a bit, fair bit challenging, right? So there was really core drivers behind that growth. Now, those two growth periods for those two founders um, uh, were intense and tough and took a lot of emotional energy. And like some of the other things around the peripherals of their life, you know, took a little bit of a backseat, um, you know, or, or there was, you know, there was, like you said, like toughness on those areas, right? Yeah. Um, but at that point in their life, it really made sense for them to double down and 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 go after that growth. Whereas I've had a lot of other clients where they've had good growth, right? And it's been it's been not super stressful, and it's just like it's worked, right? And everything kind of in between, right? But it's it's really interesting to see. Like sometimes it's it's that time to just like double down and really go into the growth. Other times it's like I want to grow and I want to make sure I'm not stagnating. And you can move forward at a less intense you know, put other parts of your life, you know, under some more pressure and stress. And so working yeah. that out, um, you know, is is quite important before you go, hey, I'm about to invest in a big growth journey. Um, yeah, blindly yeah. go into what you think or yeah. you're being told you should do. All right, dude, th- th- then there's your question. What's, what's your driver? What's my driver? Honestly, I want to live a really cool life. <laughs> and, and, and like, express who I am through through business and my work um and just really love what I'm doing like after my first burnout um I really reviewed my personality profile and and how that sort of fits together because Mm. um I love building business but um like I'm an extrovert when I was sitting there doing the books and the legals around you know off the back of the capital raise that I'd done and things it killed my life I was like why do I hate this so much it's like I was trying to go for a walk every hour to try and clear my head because I was just like, oh, a spreadsheet again. Like it was just doing my head in, right? And so like then I was very connected to like the purpose or the goal of the outcome of the achievement. What I, what I, what I neglected was the journey there, 
Like what, what journey do I want to go on? And I've really gone deep on like, what is it? What does my journey look like for me? Right. And so I actually worried about the work that I was doing as well as where I was going. And that's what, that's what changed everything. Right. That's what it's like. Ah, okay. How do I set up my working life, my business, my career so that I am heading in a direction where I'm loving the journey, irrespective of the outcome. And that not only creates joy, but power because then you're not at the beck and like at the call of like this outcome that I have to achieve. It's like, actually that can adapt in a line with, you know, what it is that I want to do with my life right now and the type of work I want to be doing and the way that I want to be showing up. Um, and so effectively the work that I do, um, it's like, it gives me so much energy and I love it. And it's hanging out with people all day and I'm an extrovert. So that's great. Right. Like I talked to some of my introverted clients and I say to them, my idea of a perfect day is like having like five or six meetings. They're like, you're kidding me, right? If I have one or two, I'm like, you're fucking like, insane. <laughs> yeah, right. And it's like, I'm like, man, if I sit there without, if I go like half a day without meetings, it's like, that's about my max where I'm yeah. like, okay, I can focus and really get dedicated work done. Well, you know? dude, let's, let's, let's break this down. I mean, you're on the Unforget Yourself show. Okay. It's yeah. all about the business owner and mm. knowing yourself. Mm. unforgetting that you know you're the one that matters you're the one that can make or break any business as mm. the business owner but knowing yourself knowing your knowing your traits knowing your strengths and weaknesses knowing your driver knowing your your human design knowing what you were what you were physically genetically born to do mm. i mean having all this awareness awareness is the key to understand mm. that everything about ourselves can help you make decisions and realize, oh shit, that's why I'm no good at the accounts or sitting on, I, I need to be doing this. Or that's yeah. why I can't, that's why I'm no good as a salesperson because inserts, strengths, weaknesses, makeup, all this stuff. Mm. So rather than fighting against everything, which leads mm. to burnout, use it, yeah. leverage it. Yeah. That's probably the most important thing that anyone can do. So mm. I think we've gone full circle here to hey, know yourself, understand yourself. So your driver is live a cool life. And right now, you've kind of got that, mm. which is, fuck, okay, cool. There's your foundation. Now you've achieved that. Beautiful, lovely, calm question, which is, you have to answer it now, but what's next? Mm. Where'd you go from here? It's like, mm. great. Yeah. The burnout in yeah, that. Totally. And that's the thing you're avoiding. And that's the thing you're scared yeah. of. So yeah. with your awareness of holding that as true, mm. knowing that that's going to be controlling you, just that awareness of, okay, you can avoid it, you can go towards it, or it doesn't have to control you anymore, but at least mm. that awareness gives you something. So, mm. hey, dude, this has 100%. been so much fun to not only hear great advice from you and what you do, but to pull apart, okay, what is it like to work after burnouts? How mm. do I look at things? It's been fun. Thank you so much for, for playing along and, and sharing everything that you have. Yeah, no worries. It's been great fun. Thanks for, thanks for the tough questions and, and diving into it all. Appreciate it. Man. Hey man, you're so, so welcome. Look, if people want to find out more about you and the amazing work that you do, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me on LinkedIn, Peter Solway. Uh, otherwise, my website's uh, foundersalessolution.com. So that's foundersalessolution, two S's in there. <laughs> Everyone gets confused every now and then, uh, .com. Yeah, bit of information there about me and things. So check it out. 
Awesome. Everyone, if you're curious, go check it out. But Peter, thanks again. It's been, it's been so much fun. It's been awesome. Thanks. You're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.